Hello and welcome to the Split Reel Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick and joining me as always, he's here to thank the Academy. It's Gabe Acevedo. I want to thank all the little people who made this possible. You like me. You really, really like me. <laughs> How Do are you? To, would you have to thank the uh, Academy of Podcast Creators across the country? Probably and the Academy of Puerto Rico, the island where there's water surrounded by big water. Um, big you know, water. Big water. Um, and all the little people who made it possible. That, uh, and all the people that I had to crush to make my dreams happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lot of people. That's a long list. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. You have no idea. Or you just forget those people and crush their dreams even more. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Yes. The whole Don't thank anybody. Like, I like to thank no one. I did this all on my own. All on my own. Do you see these bootstraps? That was all me. <laughs> <laughs> I have the talent. I'm the one in front of the camera, people. Screw I'm the one holding the award, not you. Exactly, losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a that'd be your first and last speech you ever get for winning an award. <laughs> I never again. Don't never worry, we're not again. We're not winning any awards for this podcast, so <laughs> don't worry about. It. Not that there are awards for podcasts. We give out the awards, I guess. Fair. That doesn't come till the spring, though. <laughs> That's so true. How are you? Oh, dude, I'm good. I'm. A little tired. Uh, the school years uh, start kicking off and draining me really quickly, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Ready to go. Ready to go. Keep it going. I feel that. I feel. I know good. you're doing uh, a lot. I <laughs> like, am doing a lot. Yeah, yesterday, you know, we had to postpone our recording a little later this week because yeah. I had issues yesterday um, with work. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, adulting. Gotta, gotta work hard for the money. It was on that was on the other day. We were on uh we were just oh god, if you don't know, that's uh we were just quoting the birdcage again. Like we did well, we did a whole episode on the birdcage. We've quoted it a bunch of times before that, since that and we'll keep, keep quoting. quoting it forever. It was on the other day and I I caught the entire end of it. So I, it was pretty much from the scene uh where he goes to get the soup and uh for the, the, the <laughs> so from that scene to the end i just start i'm just like i can't stop watching this it's so good it's so good fuck the shrimp <laughs> it's so good oh god what a great movie that is oh um, that movie is so good it is good yeah so we're, we're probably going to end up getting these podcasts out either tuesdays or wednesdays sorry yeah, to our listeners you know, who are expecting we are too schedule. grown adult men who actually have jobs yeah. so you know <laughs> things happen yeah the previous to now we were like able to really get this stuff out there and, and figure it out and like we had a little bit more time on our hands but well, now when we started last year you know we were it was full-on covid not that covid's over it's so full-on yeah. but you know we were we were working from our homes you know it was easier um, but you know, things are, have opened up, we're doing more stuff, we're back working in person. So it happens. Well, I mean, it would also, and it's also just a cyclical effect. I mean, we're, st- we're sort of, we're back in person. The numbers are the same as when we started our podcast. So it's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not ideal, but still we are, we are dedicated to doing this. We want to do this for our fans. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening in and, giving us your feedback and, and checking out our show every week. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I love the feedback we get for this. Um, it, it's, it means a lot to us. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have a couple things to talk about today. We're going to have a couple headlines and we have a, uh, we're going to talk about the Emmys, which were this Sunday. So you, if you haven't seen the Emmys, you can certainly look up some of the winners and we'll, we'll be talking about the show quite a bit. Um, and we'll be talking about the, the idea of award shows in general. And we have a couple of movie trailers to talk about. But before we do any of that, Gabe, you took a, you took a trip. You took a plane ride. You went to the City of Angels. I went to the City the of Angels. The Angels in Spanish, the as it were. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. In so Spanish, much. do they just Why are like we friends? Call, Why do we do like this you know how like well what's weird is you know how like the uh there's a baseball team called uh the Angels? Right? Sure. It's the Los Angeles Angels. Oh, there is? Yeah. So is cool. it just if you're Spanish, is it just Los Angeles, Los Angeles? Probably. Los Angeles That's... de Los Angeles. 
That's it. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know. Sure, why not? Anyway. Welcome uh, <laughs> to Spanish 101 for the Real Podcast. <laughs> Got to start getting some in there. Uh, but you went there this weekend, right? You went there, you checked out some movie stuff. You, you had like, you had the touristy trip, the, the Hollywood trip that, you know, people dream of. Can you tell us about some of the stuff you saw, some of the stuff that was pretty cool? I did. It was a cool weekend. I was in LA. Um, you know, I've never been to California. Uh, well, actually, I went to Palm Springs a few weeks ago. So second time in California. But Los Angeles, the city of dreams. I went there to work as a barista and try to become an actor. Because why not? That's what you And do. then you're back on Monday because that's like how that exactly. basically works. Just, yeah. You know, I saw what it was like. You know, I, I looked for a studio and it was like $5,000 for a shoebox. So no. No, I was there. It was a good weekend. Um, I did do movie stuff. It was really cool. I got to go to Warner Brothers Studios and do that's their awesome. tour, which was great. Um, it's fantastic. Um, they take you through all their lots and all their studios. Super cool. I got to go into the studio of the Ellen DeGeneres show. So I have some pictures in Ellen's stage and in her couch where she sits with all her guests, which was really cool. Um, you know, there's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, DC exhibition there. Um, with original um, props from the original um, movies, like from Batman, from Keaton Batman. They also have like, um, oh my God, Wonder Woman, the original series stuff and the new DC stuff. They have an amazing Harry Potter exhibition, just outstanding. Um, and you know, you know the people around you, Steve. So I did cry a little bit when I walked into the Harry Potter exhibition. I was like, it's here. And that was really fun. Uh, but it's beautiful. You know, we, we do this about movies and shows and being in the sets where like Friends was shot, being in, in the set where um, Emma Stone was doing her barista in La La Land. We got to go into that building, um, seeing how sets really work and, and, you know, how everything is so interchangeable. You're like, oh, wow. Uh, and for a minute, I thought I wish I hadn't done it because it you see it, it ends the magic for you if that makes sense you're like oh yeah. wow this is like oh wow this is like this small it's but it's still so cool it is super cool we got to go around studio 16 so studio 16 warner brothers it's one of the biggest studios in the world and that's where they shoot like they've shot like the goonies the ending scene with the pirate there it holds a two million gallon tank it's really cool um I got to see the costumes from crazy rich Asians. i got to sit in the original couch from friends which is really cool um so we did that i got to go to griffith observatory um i got to see the hollywood sign i got to see the kodak theater where the os the, the dolby the dolby theater where the oscars <laughs> are held um and for those people who don't know the oscars are supposed to be the most glamorous show of the year they are the epitome of award shows mm -hmm. the dolby theater is inside a mall in los angeles <laughs> it's funny you you told me that and i i just i could not believe that that's so funny because you're right it is hollywood's biggest night all the stars come out in their you know gowns and their whatever and they look fantastic the whole setup looks great and then you're like it's actually a mall it's a mall it is a mall um yeah they you know it's it, it was so interesting because they shut off and they shut down Hollywood Boulevard and I'm like wow they shut out this entire street there's like two hotels right next to it which is the main hotels that the act the actors and the famous people stay so they don't have to walk that much or drive that long um but yeah but it's really weird because it is it is it is beautiful you walk if you're a movie buff and an Oscar buff like I am you're like oh wow this is like where Meryl Streep walked and Daniel Day-Lewis and this is where they won their Oscars and it's so cool but then you're like look to your right and there's like a Taco Bell you look to your left there's a Lids hat store and there's like a Spencer's and you're like this is in a mall so the way that they do the magic and they just cover everything and you think you're in this you know special not that it's not special but this unique theater and then you realize it's inside an open air mall so why not sure but it was really cool i sent you a couple of pictures they have the years of all the winners that's really cool we got to see grom in the chinese theater you know it's good if you're a movie buff go to la um it's just fun it's just like oh wow i'm here where all these people do this stuff so it's really really cool great experience i know you also posted on your instagram about uh getting to hold an oscar like I an did. actual oscar i got to hold an actual actual oscar you know how giddy i was so at oh, the yeah. end of the warner brothers tour they have 
an Oscar. They have the Oscar section and they have the Oscars um, of like Casablanca for best picture, Exorcist for screenplay. They have a lot of those. Um, and then when you leave, they let you hold an Oscar, which they change every few weeks. Granted, it's not the Oscar for best picture for Casablanca. They're not going to hold you. It's like a low tier Oscar, but it's still an Oscar. So I got to yeah. hold the Oscar for best sound for 1935 for um, Naughty Marietta, which is a musical from the 30s. Um, you know, and it's cool. It's just like the way, you know, when you they give you the Oscar and you're like, oh, wow, this is a real Oscar. It's heavy. I think it's like 12 pounds. Um, so, yeah, I got to hold a real live Oscar. And that was really, really cool. Did you thank anybody? Um, I thanked all the little people who made this possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, pretty really awesome. Cool. That really would be something cool. that I would want to do. I would, uh, you know, holding an Oscar would be something that would be a dream of mine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Because um, I'll never win one, but you know, it would be great to hold know. What if you write a script and you win for writing? Yeah, that's uh, there, there's that possible. I got a couple scripts cooking. There you go. See, um, but yeah, it's 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 really, again, I'm a, I'm an Oscar buff. I love the Oscars and holding. Doesn't matter what category your category it is. Doesn't matter. Um, holding an Oscar, it was like very surreal. I'm like, oh wow, I'm actually holding an Academy, a real Academy Award. It's not the plastic toy that I bought for myself this weekend as a as a souvenir. It's like the real Oscar. That was that was really cool. It was really, really cool. That's pretty awesome. That sounds like a great trip. So, yeah, if you're a movie buff, um, movie lover, TV lover, go to L.A., um, go for a weekend, go for a few days, do the whole touristy stuff, movie, go to Warner Brothers, go to Universal. I also got the chance to go to Universal, um, and they have a tour in Universal as part of one of the rides, which, Steve, you would love because you and I love Jaws. Oh, and yeah. in Florida, they took off. They took out Jaws. They eliminated that ride. So in California, they moved part of it. So you do a studio tour as part of a ride, which is like an hour long. And they take you. There's a section where you go into Amityville. And there's Jaws. And That's you still awesome. see Jaws. They, they have the original Psycho House. So you drive oh, by cool. the original Psycho House. And when you, they stop there, when you stop... Somebody comes in as um, out of the door as Norman Bates, which is really cool. Um, that's where they have like Fast and the Furious. So they take you through all the sets of like Desperate Housewives. So Universal was another tour that was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll definitely be on my list if I ever make it out to L.A. Yeah, it's really cool. For the sure. original house of the, the cycle. So good. That was so good. That's pretty awesome. I would love to go to Amity Island. I think that would be something that's pretty cool to see. They, they have the original, the Brody House um, is still yeah. there, the original Brody House. And they have the original sign that they paint um, the the shark fin yeah. um, in the yeah. movie. That's still, those are the two original, but everything else is a recreation. But those are two are the original from the movie. They have the How the Brody House and the sign that they use in the movie. That's pretty cool. So it's pretty, it's, it's very that's cool. That's an awesome thing, yeah. I think that would be really cool to see. I mean, we're going to transition to uh, a couple of things that are potential Oscar winners right now, because I think that, you know, we talk about the Oscars and, you know, we have two movies that just released trailers that I just saw today. It's actually kind of convenient that we postponed it one day because we got two trailer drops today of movies that are pretty high up on the list of some, some people's Oscar ballots. So, we got a trailer. First, first one. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Macbeth or Passing first? Which passing. One? Okay. So we'll talk about Passing is the first trailer we're going to talk about. It's the new movie by Rebecca Hall. And this trailer dropped, and I was pretty impressed with this. I don't know about you, but it's uh, Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega in this, and they are they look great. I think the trailer looks good. It seems like it's going to be a pretty intense movie. Uh, what, did you, yep. what did you think of the trailer? Oh, it looks really good. It looks really, really good. Surprisingly, both movies that the trailers that we're talking about are black and white. Yeah, uh, the interesting thing, they're black and white and they're in 3-4. And yep. Which is another thing that's like, <laughs> I just think this is the year of the black and white, I think, again, because we also have Belfast is in black yeah, and white. Yeah, Belfast, um, yep. Is there another one? I could have sworn there's another one, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, we have at least three that are going to be in black and white and in contention for mm -hmm. best picture, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think passing passing works really well in black and white because it is a story about black and white. Yeah, you know, I think, and that's that's something that I think is really really interesting. 
Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. Um, Ruth Nega looks fantastic in it. I've been a mm-hmm. fan of her since um, oh my gosh, she gets nominated like five years ago. Um, I forgot um, the movie out of, my, out of my head, but she's really great. Um, I like Tessa Thompson. I think she's really good when she's good. She's good. Um, you know, it looks beautiful. It just looks like a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, I don't know if you ever saw Carol. It gives me Carol vibes. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I love Carol. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that movie. I think it's going to be it could it has the potential to be an Oscar player. Uh, definitely yeah. for acting. It has the potential to be an um, an Oscar player for acting for sure. I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, I, I think that Netflix is an interesting choice for it. You know, certainly that's going to give it some interesting push and see what Netflix decides to push because they have a lot of stuff coming out. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it just seems interesting. I was really impressed with Tessa Thompson in the trailer. I'm not a big Tessa Thompson fan. I find some of her roles to be kind of annoying. Like, I didn't, like, she's become the worst in, like, Westworld, and I think that kind of turned me <laughs> off to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, her character just became, like, meh, and I didn't, so that's kind of turned me off to her as an actress, which is unfortunate, because I think she's pretty good in, like, uh, the Thor movies, and I think she's pretty good in Creed. But I like, I really like her in Creed. I like her in Creed, for sure. And this actually looks really good. I think, she, I think it looks really impressive, and I think Rebecca Hall's directorial debut is really important. Um, and it's just adding another woman to the the category of people we're talking about for directors. And I think she's yeah. very talented and, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, we obviously haven't seen the movie yet, but you know, at least the trailer looks pretty good. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's coming out, uh, it's coming out on Netflix. So the, everyone will be able to see it, which is important. And it's, it's coming out in November, which is a good talky time. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. I think it, I think it looks really interesting. Um, so it, it's a definitely an interesting story for sure. Yeah, I want to see, you mentioned Netflix, and sorry, um, before we move to the next one, I want to see what Netflix prioritizes for awards, because Netflix has, we're going to talk about Netflix later when we talk about the Emmys, but Netflix finally achieved what they wanted for a decade this past weekend, and I want to see what they prioritize, because they have quite a few contenders, and they have their biggest contender, Don't Look Up, coming out. So I I want to see what they prioritize when it comes to putting in the forefront of like ads and, and screeners and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, don't look up is certainly one that's going to be, you know, a big contender, uh, especially with, uh, you know, I think it'll be a really big contender going into it, you know, with their huge cast and everything coming out. But then you also obviously cannot sit on the power of the dog, which is also a Netflix movie. Exactly. And that movie is getting, you know, incredible reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting year for Netflix. I mean, especially if you have, you know, I think, I don't know where the awards for acting are going to go. I don't know if Don't Look Up is a really good acting movie. You know, unlike unlike The Power of the Dog, which seems like it's going to be just Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Kirsten Dunst, who are just like, going for and i heard they are just phenomenal and also i think in passing you're going to have a really good performance from tessa thompson and and ruth nega who i think are just going to be really really good i mean i mean look i'm not trying to say i don't think leonardo dicaprio or jennifer lawrence are going to be good there's no way you could possibly say that also meryl streep isn't going to be good or you know these are all you put Mm -hmm. basically all the academy award winners in one room or academy award nominations in that room that's going to be that movie's going to weigh heavier than any movie that's coming out for yep. sure. But it'll be interesting to see what they do push. Here that's a really good point. I'm I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I think they're going to go heavy with Power of the Dog and Don't Look Up. I think those are their two most promising. Nobody has seen Don't Look Up yet. So Power of the Dog has been getting rave reviews coming out of the festivals. Don't Look Up on paper has the pedigree to be a big Oscar contender. But we'll see, you know, anything that, you know, there, there are always this, there are always these Oscar quote Oscar movies um, and they don't yeah. get it big. So maybe that, you know, but we'll see, but we'll see. Or I mean, or it could just be like follow the Netflix trend of get 12 nominations and, and don't win wins. anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a movie that I, I, I would struggle to see if it doesn't get nominated based on the 45 second trailer that dropped today is the tragedy of Macbeth by Joe Cohen, uh, Joel Cohen. And this looks we got 45 seconds, 45 seconds, a couple of shots and what 
a, a like a half a sentence. Mm, yeah, half you know, a like sentence. A, a sentence. If you I think. prick me, what, no, some, uh, yeah, that was a prick a of the finger is something wicked this way comes. Something that's, wicked that's this way comes. Uh, that's what we got in the trailer. We got a phrase. And what did you think? Um, I, I, I am so giddy for that movie. I think it looks fantastic. I think it looks beautiful. First of all, it looks beautiful. It just looks beautiful. Black and white cinematography. Come on. Um, I'm excited. The English major in me is like, yes, Macbeth. Um, with Denzel and Francis McDormand. Come on. Um, and a Coen brother directing it. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. I can't wait for it. I want this is Apple TV's first big push at the Oscars. So I'm excited to see how they factor into the race, if at all. Another movie that in on, on paper, it hits all the check marks. A Cohen brother, Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, black and white cinematography, Shakespeare. You know, it's it just checks every single box. And you know me, that's the fun thing about predicting. Francis McDormand could be coming up for Catherine Hepburn's record um, for her fourth win. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, this the trailer looked really good. You know, just seeing. I'm excited. I love Denzel. He's so good. He's so talented. I watched uh, this weekend. We saw we watched Safe House again, and mm-hmm. it's not that great of a movie, but because Denzel Washington is Denzel Washington, it movie's really good. <laughs> He's so so good that it just it just shines out there, and I'm excited to see what this really is about and what we get. I'm just so pumped for it. It it looks it. Ugh, I need it. I need it inject that's something that i'm waiting for to be injected into my veins yeah absolutely i just want to see i just want to see an evil machiavellian francis mcdormand playing lady Macbeth. like that's all i need from that movie and of course denzel but like evil francis mcdormand yes yes yeah you can't go wrong um another thing we got announced today was disney plus is announcing disney plus day it, which is November 12th. It's the second year anniversary of the launch of the platform. And it's also marking the launch of the platform that, that day, November 12th, Disney, you know, Disney plus day is going to be also the mark of the announcement of Disney plus in, I think Taiwan, Hong Kong and South Korea. So they're launching it there as well. So they're kind of launching it there. But on top of that, we are going to get a ton of content on that one day. That's the day when Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Jungle Cruise both become available to subscribers. We get about four different shorts with everything from uh, a Frozen short to more Olaf content. Luca. On top of a Frozen short, uh, we get a Luca story coming out. I think we also get a new, we get the remake of Home Alone. I think it's Home Sweet Home Alone is the name of that one. We get that coming out. We get The World According to Jeff Goldblum's new season of five episodes of that. We get a Simpsons short. We get a special uh, cinema MCU content. We get a Star Wars feature about the galaxy, uh, Greatest Bounty Hunter, Boba Fett. We'll probably get the newest trailer for that and drops that stuff along with a bunch of other content they haven't yet announced. Mm-hmm. So they are just dropping a ton of stuff and is in what is becoming one of the most reliable streaming networks, I'd say. Mm. So we're getting a lot of stuff coming out in November for them. Yeah, we're getting a lot of content. Good for them. It was time because remember when they dropped, uh, when they opened two years ago, people were like, eh, the catalog is not that great. At that time, they only had what Mandalorian. That was their big thing. Yeah. Um, so it's good that they're having, and now they have all the Marvel shows and whatever. So it's good. Um, you know, you know how I feel about Disney, so I'm happy. Give us everything. I thought it was funny because they only had the Mandalorian. Like, it started off like it started off where like the Mandalorian could not have been a better thing to launch that platform with. Yeah. Because what happened is you, you they're like, hey man, there's this new Star Wars show. It's called The Mandalorian about a Mandalorian. You're like, oh, this is pretty cool, right? That you just wanted beforehand, and then. Do you remember the hype after the first episode dropped and mm-hmm. everybody watched the first episode and they're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The show's cool, but you, the ending is going to blow your mind. Yeah. And you're like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden everybody had to get Disney plus cause they wanted to know what the ending was. 
in that ending, you get Baby Yoda, and then all of a sudden, the internet just exploded, and <laughs> Disney Plus yep. just won. They won at that point. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's it's really exciting. We'll probably, I bet you, we get a teaser for the new season of The Mandalorian. We'll get we'll get so much content. Yeah, so absolutely. Much. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Speaking of TV content, we're going to talk about the Emmys in just a minute, but we're going to take a quick break. So the Emmys were this weekend. It was pretty exciting. I, I didn't expect to watch them at all. It's kind of funny. I, I was watching football and then Kayla was switching back and forth. And then she's like, oh, the Emmys are on at eight o'clock. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I, for, I forgot they were on. Let's just watch the beginning. And then we watched the whole Emmys. <laughs> I had no intention of watching that. Because again, you know me, I'm not the not biggest TV, TV fan. Yeah. I really, I'm really not. Despite the fact that last week when we were talking about things that we talked You're about, watching I'm watching a lot like of a bunch of shows. Yeah. But I'm not a big TV guy. I'm not really. I don't care that much, if I'm honest. But I enjoyed it. It was actually quite fun. There's something about it that just caught my attention. You know, we, we I think part of it was we just got an award show again. It wasn't at the scale of previous award shows, but you know it's getting back to that size. You yeah. know, I thought that was really exciting. We saw celebrities hanging out together, conversing, having fun. Um, what was your impression of the award show? What was your immediate impression? Um, I thought they did a good job. I think it was fine. I liked last year's ceremony online better, but I think it's a good return to quote unquote normal. It's not the first return because we had the Oscars had do some sort of in-person earlier in the year Sags did the same thing so it's not like the first one but i think it's the first like you said it's the first with a higher amount of people um yeah yeah would you I say this was... is would you say this is better than the oscars or oh absolutely the oscars were trash i hated the oscars and the oscars were the worst oscars <laughs> in years these Oscars, and not only the ending because the ending i still can't get over the ending but the oscars were horrible horrible it looked good on the red carpet and that little like area patio that they had and whatever yeah. and then it started and it just went downhill from there um but yeah, this was I definitely had, better than the oscars it's funny i had hope for the oscars like up until they started like literally once <laughs> once uh who was regina, regina King King. walks out right and then she delivers that first award right but when she walked out i was like this is awesome the, the opening yeah. credits like this is really cool and then she stands on she stands up goes here we are the first award and i was like yep this show sucks it sucked from that <laughs> moment on and it was terrible from that moment on it was not it was good. terrible and you and i were like why are they giving so much narrative of each nominee like i don't need no. a narrative of each nominee show us their work yeah so the oscars were trash this was definitely better than the oscars i thought it was i i give it if i have to, if i would have to grade this ceremony i would give it like a b minus which is good um so i thought it was a good return to a larger ish scale of award shows. And I love that yeah. Seth Rogen just bashed them right at the beginning. We are here with a lot of people maskless. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yes, like, what are we doing? Also... <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was, it was fun. They were, they were fun. They were really fun. They were, they were good. They were good. I, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it delivered everything that it should have. I mean, it's an award show. I think they were able to give out all of the awards. Everybody was there pretty much in person except for the entire cast of The Crown almost because <laughs> they were filming the next they season. They only had one Crown member there. <laughs> yeah. So, But, like, you know, they, they're filming the next season, so I kind of get that. And, But, I mean, it looked it looked. It looked great. I thought that the people looked great. It was nice to see celebrities all in their getups and stuff at the at the thing. I didn't watch any red carpet because, like, it's funny. You got me into red carpet. This which is like the, <laughs> one of the biggest things that wore off on me with our our friendship. I start watching red carpets, and I didn't Thank watch you, any. I didn't watch any this year. This this one because again, I don't I don't actually care too much about TV. So well, <laughs> to be fair, I think fun. they had a red carpet, but it was very scaled down red carpet. Yeah. Um, so I think it was like three cameras and that's it so they would just walk by so it's not usually like the hollywood was, drive before they enter the mall at the yeah, I was watching, carpet. I was, I was watching football too so like i'm, I'm just okay watching. fair that's fair you need me there to like force you to see the red carpet <laughs> well the other problem is uh i was just watching my fantasy football team just not deliver this week well again again <laughs> i lost by 0. 0.8 points i was not happy 
it was like that's eight yards in a whole in this grand scheme of things. Not happy about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I was just really excited to see this this award show back. People were in person. People were happy to be there. They seemed like they were having a good time. Seeing some speeches go well. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, did did you do you think this this raises the bar for the pandemic award show? Because we're not done. The pandemic's not done. It's going to continue for a long time. Mm-hmm. Does this raise the bar though for a pandemic award show? Yes, I think something that the Emmys have done. I think the Emmys last year when we were really really at the beginning and the heart of the the pan. I mean, I mean, still I still think we're in the heart of the pandemic. We're like the beginning. The hardest part is over. Yeah. Um, I think the Emmys raised the bar last year with what a online Zoom pen award show could be. And I still think they were the, the best out of last year's. And I think this year they did it again. Now we move from online, you know, people were in their own in their homes. We saw people accepting in pajamas and stuff like that. Now we're like back in person with bigger people. And I think they once again, they did a good job. I think they once again set the bar for what award shows going forward can be. Um, So I think they definitely did a good job and other award shows are going to have to take a look and see what they're going to do. We don't have the Globes this year. So, you know, it's going to be critics. It's going to be SAG and of course the Oscars and Grammys. So we'll see. But they definitely set the bar. And I think once again, the Emmys hit the nail on the head with a good show. Um, as safe-ish as they could um, Mm -hmm. with the ordeal we're living in. Yeah, I mean, ultimately the things that they did are just, they scaled back some of the the party who can come. You know, you can only Mm -hmm. have so many people. You can't have your whole family with you. You can't have those things, which, you know, it stinks for some of the nominees and, you know, the winners and stuff, but, like, it it makes sense. Um, But also you, I had to get vaccinated to be there, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I think is important, especially for celebrities like this to, to really show that they are vaccinated you know that's they're why, not Nicki Minaj there you know what I'm saying that's why, or, <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's that's the important thing they had yep. to show that and get vaccinated and and spread that to everybody saying like look it's fine we're all vaccinated these are the most influential people it's really important and that's why Elizabeth Moss from the Handmaid's Still was not there because she's a Scientologist and she doesn't believe in vaccine <laughs> so ah. that's why my lovely problematic Handmaid's Tale was not there <laughs> So fun times. <laughs> yeah, The Handmaid's Tale is a it's a weird show to me. I don't understand why people. It's watch such it. an upbeat comedy, Steve. It's like the most depressing <laughs> show in the world. I don't know why people watch it. It's an upbeat comedy. I'm going to talk about Handmaid's in a little bit because it actually set a record this year and not a good one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought this definitely raised the bar. I mean, I was really excited to see this. I mean, after the travesty that was the Oscars, I think. They they're gonna have to do something fun and exciting again. You know, yeah. I really think that that's like be not bring Soderbergh to produce them again. No, I don't think he did a good job. I don't think he did a good job at all. And I also think that the Oscars need a host. I think they need one. Hmm. Now, listen, Cedric the Entertainer was the host of the Emmys. I do not think that Cedric Enterta- the Entertainer was all that entertaining, right? <laughs> to be totally honest, I don't think he was. That didn't really matter. I thought the show kind of went well. I thought it was interesting. He was fine. I just, I we, it was good to have someone deliver some jokes every once in a while. Come back and be like, oh, oh, he's back. He's gonna tell us a little yeah. joke. That that's kind of what I needed. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Cedric? Um, the the entertainer. I'm sorry, I I don't know him personally. I. <laughs> Um, I thought he was fine. I thought he was good. I love the beginning of it. He, I think he was good. I don't think the, where the show suffered, it was mainly, I don't think it was because he was at fault. Um, I just think some bits just didn't work, but I did like his, um, opening monologue. He did in a, not all of it, but most of the award show, he did what I think a host is supposed to do, which is like move the ceremony along. Yeah. That's what I host. I like, you know, give me an opening good bit. Um, give me one or two bits throughout. I don't need five bits. Um, I don't need Jimmy Kimmel taking the actors to like a theater from like three years ago. Uh, but he was good. You know what kind of a war show I think he would really fit in? I think he would be really good in something like the Grammys or the Tonys, which are more kind of like weird and upbeat and, and very like mm. ooh, crazy. And everybody's like, drunk and whatever blah blah or even the globes 
that we're not getting this year. Um, but I think he did a good job. I think his opening monologue was good. Um, did everything land? No. But was he horrible and the worst? No, I think he was fine. And just like the ceremony, I give him a solid B. Um, and yeah, I think he was fine. I think that's exactly it. I mean, he was fine. He just started moving the, the, the show along. I think that's what we need. We just need a host. I mean, the thing is, he's not drawing on a, a crowd in. You know, he's not bringing people in to watch the show. No one's like, oh my God, Cedric the Entertainer's hosting? There's no way I'm going to miss this. I don't think people care that much. But I think he did a fine job. I think a lot of his bits didn't work. They were kind of like weird. Um, I kind of like the TV wife thing. Picking no, why, that TV was up. good. That was yeah. pretty good. I like that bit. But like some of the other ones, like the fly and things like that, I just didn't, I, I didn't care. Some of those I just didn't, I just didn't care. That's fair. Although I do, I, you know, I, I think that, the Oscars could benefit from a host specifically just get the rock to host just to have him do it. He needs to do it. He'll be but great. I think, but my problem with somebody like the rock is that I think they would, since the rock is so popular and people love him, I think they would try to give him so many bits that it would, it could oh, get tired some really quickly. Yeah. And I can't, I can't sit here and say, I want a host to like move the ceremony along and then not kind of maybe get iffy if they give a host at the Oscars, like, bits every I'm just commercial thinking, i'm just thinking sense? about i'm thinking about the opening number would be incredible oh yeah absolutely you know absolutely incredible he would make an amazing open number bring hugh jackman number. back i think hugh jackman was one of the best underrated I hosts love, of the oscars when he did it in 2008 i thought it was fantastic so i want to get into the the award show itself and talk about some of the winners now, not just winners in terms of awards, although I'm I'm sure you have the whole list in front of you and all the different things you're you're flipping through your 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 notes and everything like that. You've got all that. You're crunching the numbers, but we could start with that. We could, but I also want to talk about some of the other things that I think were just real winners from this, like standout things. What what are some of the winners you had there? Um, so when it comes about. to like winners of the night, that's what you know who yeah. won the night. Um, yeah. For me, not necessarily like who won what award. For me, number one, it has to be Netflix. Netflix finally achieved what it's been looking for for 10 years. Netflix became the first streamer 10 years ago to be nominated at the Emmys for Orange is the New Black. Um, and it's never won a series award. And this year it won two. It finally achieved what it's been looking for. And the funny thing is that streamers like Amazon, Hulu, and even Apple TV, because Apple TV won four and a half minutes before Netflix did. Even those streamers won before Netflix. Netflix won three out of the four big categories, which are movie, um, limited series, and drama series. So it finally achieved what it won. And it also run the board during the during the this year's Emmys. It won 44 awards. 44 and the closest. Um, network behind it was HBO slash HBO Max with 19. So it just blew Eddie, everybody out of the water. So for me, Netflix is the big, big winner of the night. Right what now. movie won? Um, Dolly Parton's Christmas something. When was that? I don't even remember that. That was um last week. That category they gave it last oh. week. The four that's considered one of the four series awards, like movie, limited series, comedy, and drama. Oh, the, um, fake, the fake awards. Okay. Yeah, the fake awards. Um, so Netflix <laughs> won. You know, it's it, Netflix has been getting in every year for the last decade. And they finally achieved it. The Crown won drama series. Queen's Gambit won limited. And Dolly Parton won movie. So Netflix has finally won a series award at the Emmys after 10 years of trying. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big of a deal. I hope they don't repeat that at the Oscars just because I would love for them to keep losing at the Oscars because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, good for them. I think TV is what they succeed at. I think their their TV shows can be pretty good. I think they have a very good amount of ability, like technical ability there. They get a lot of big names. Uh, they do a lot of stuff. I mean, The Crown is extremely popular. You know, it's an extremely popular show. People love it. You know, a lot of people are interested in it. I could not care less. I don't care about the British monarchy. Okay, we fought a war to get away from them, so I don't have to care. Okay, I I just don't care. Right? Uh, and I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. You know, lots of white people. It's fantastic. It's and 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 you know, now you bring it on. So you brought it. So let's talk about it. Um, the Crown becomes the sh the second show in history to sweep all of its awards. The first show being Shit's Creek last year. Um. So I don't know if that, I think that's a good 
conversation topic for future stuff. And it's been a lot of think pieces have come out the last 48 hours on how if the sweep is a COVID symptom or if it's something that we're going to see going down the road, because we've had back-to-back years where one show has swept the entire slate in one area. So that's going to be fun to um, keep an eye out for that later on in the next few years if we're going to keep seeing those kind of big sweeps. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I don't think there was really that many shows competing. Uh, I, I don't know about like, I mean, HBO doesn't have a show right now. I mean, Succession is probably their most popular show right now mm-hmm. and probably their best show. Which we had a commercial out. throughout with yeah, during the but Emmys. We, but we didn't get that new season out yet. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have a, a show like that to compete against. You know, it doesn't have a, a Game of Thrones to compete against. It doesn't mm-hmm. have, you know, HBO does have significant programming that it, it puts out. Um, and it didn't have anything like that. And, you know, the prestige elements of some of these other streamers just aren't there yet. You know, we're we're not getting... I mean, we don't know how prestige Lord of the Rings is going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's also something they're trying to look at. Like, where Netflix is striving for the awards, other other uh, streamers are, are striving to get viewers. They are not looking for the awards quite yet. The validation they're looking for the, uh, the streamers. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. I thought that was interesting. I liked. I thought Ted Lasso really performed very well. I mean, all the uh, the acting awards for Ted Lasso went really yeah. really well. I mean, especially no one better I think than uh, Hannah Waddingham. Like oh. I think she was she was incredible. Incredible. She. Was, uh, she like first award of the night, right? First award of the night goes one of the to, best speeches of the night. She freaks out, which is amazing. She gives a fantastic speech. She's so grateful, and then for the rest of the night is just having the absolute best time of her life. She won the night with all the gifts and memes of her celebrating her co-stars. So of good, of course. She was great. She she was so so happy. It's funny because I I watched her on Kimmel the night a couple weeks uh, like last week and. She was just talking about how excited she was just to be nominated. And like, she's like, it's amazing that, you know, I was the person, I was the nun from Game of Thrones who said shame and people like, don't believe me that that was me. Mm-hmm. And then like here, I, I thought she's like, I thought my career was over. I never thought I would be able to do anything so successful or anything that people would care about. And here I am at, she's like, I'm about like 45 years old or 46. I don't know how, I don't remember how old she is, but she's like, I'm here and I'm now I'm actually hitting a moment where I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I thought yeah. that was like, good for you. Good for you. That was great. I really, really appreciate her. I thought she did such a great job. Yeah. She's, she's great. And I love Ted Lasso. I'm so happy. You know, the only acting award it didn't win was best actress. And it's because they didn't have anybody there. I yeah. think if they would have had Gene smart would have been difficult to beat, but they could have done that. Um, but I was so happy for Brett Goldstein because I love him and Ted Lasso yeah. and the fact that he won and the fact that his entire speech just got bleeped out because he was just cursing every three words. I loved, loved, loved it. Um, yes, I'm, and Jason Sudeikis, come on. I love I love yeah. Ted Lasso. So I'm happy that the actors went all in for that show when it came to acting. And the other thing about Brett Goldstein, he was also on one of the late night shows and he was saying how he said... They, he wasn't cast until like a week or two into. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yep. Because they're like they were trying to find that person. He's like, can I, can I just try it once? Because he's he was a writer on the show. And he's like, can I can I just try try it? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then he did it, and they're like, okay, you're we're done. You yeah. you got this. Yeah. And it was that's really good. I mean, I thought that I like the the first season's fantastic. I'm a very big fan of that, and I thought it definitely is deserving of that. I mean, it's just it was something that was a, a darling of everything. Very fun, uh, something new and exciting. Um, definitely definitely one of the winners did you have any other winners that you want to talk about um just in history um you know i loved rupaul's drag race that's one of my favorite shows um rupaul won three emmys this year one for untucked one for um host um which he keeps expanding his record in host and um it won reality competition that makes him the biggest person of color winner in emmy history so RuPaul now has a record for the most awarded person of color at the Emmys with 11. Um, you know, that's just a nice, and it's nice that it's a queer black man. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, that's also for me, another winner of the night um, in such a historic, historic moment. Um, yeah, he, he, I love him because, you know, I love drag race. So I'm really happy that he set that record for himself and he keeps expanding that host category now with six wins, which is just crazy. 
Um, I want to talk about, uh, I thought a winner of the night, even though this person didn't win an award at all, but seemed to have a fantastic time was Conan O'Brien. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> when he jumped on the stage, it was so good. He did a couple, like he did a few things. Like the president of the television uh, academy comes out and he's like freaking out, standing up and like cheering. Like very, like the, the president kept cracking because he couldn't get over how excited Conan was. Conan's up there saluting him. Like it was just so funny. And then when Colbert won, he Conan jumps up on stage with him and is like yep. celebrating like he just won. I thought I thought he was funny. I I actually appreciated that. I I don't know how much Colbert liked it. He probably thought it was funny, but then like was like, yeah, maybe sit down. Like you didn't you didn't win. Uh yeah. But, I thought, but I, I like I, he was good. Honorable mention from my end for uh, when Jason Sudeikis is um saying his speech for best actor, and he's like, thank you to my SNL family, and of course Lord Michaels is in the bathroom taking a dump when I'm taking my seat, <laughs> and then he'll watch this on repeat in one of his house in, in his house. But the question is. Which house? And it's just so funny. I was like, yes, this is the kind of SNL yeah. thing that I love. Because yeah. um, you know those SNL people are just super close. They're all friends. Yeah. So that was really cool to see. I love that he said that in his um, little yeah. speech. I do want to say my... I thought the best speech of the entire night was... Uh, I think one of the biggest winners in my mind, a really amazing speech, was uh, Michaela Cole's speech. I thought she was absolutely incredible. She won for writing... Um, uh, I may destroy you. Mm. And she, she came up. I mean, first of all, Michaela Cole is going to be a massive, massive star yep. in Hollywood. Uh, I think she, she's been in a couple of series and she's very, very talented. And she's, she's starting to break. I think right now she's breaking into movies, uh, but she is writing, she's writing scripts and she's writing a lot of stuff. She's very, very talented. We're going to see her in Black Panther um, Wakanda Forever next. Yeah, that, I'm very excited about that. Her her role in that is undisclosed and we, I mean, it's only going to be amazing. <laughs> so there's, there is a cool, interesting rumor out there, but I don't know if it's going to be, if it's... Yeah, that, I know which gonna, one it is. That'd be is, cool. It, is it that she's going to play Storm? Is that what you've heard? Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I mean, that's that, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But anyway, uh, we're, I don't want to talk about her as like you know an mcu character because she's so much more than that she's oh such absolutely an amazing, she's an amazing actress and i think just and i may destroy you about, is one of the best shows of the year i think her speech was absolutely incredible uh she you know everybody's anticipating this and really up there and she she delivers the speech like really talking about like we need to show more stories about things that are uncomfortable we need to talk about things we need to step away from what's popular we need to step away from uh you know she i think she said visibility these days seems somehow to equate success and she's yep. like don't don't be afraid to disappear from it from us for a while and see what comes to you in the silence that just was beautiful. part of her speech and it was just i thought brilliant her speech was very short but very powerful i thought and she just was she was amazing i really really thought she was of almost I mean, apart from the crown, she was the biggest winner in my mind. And that speech was incredible. Yeah. And and that was one of the most deserved wins of the evening. Yeah. I always said if I hope, um, because I, I went all in for Queen's Gambit. Um, I I was like, please, but I did go for I mean destroyed your writing. I'm like, please have Michaela Cole win writing. This is where the, they can award the show. She is fantastic. And when they call her name, you know, it took her like, I don't know, like eight seconds to get out of the chair. And Cynthia Reeve was like pushing her, like, you won, you yeah. won, get up. I loved it. It was just beautiful. I'm so happy. And this is, um, like you said, this is, uh, this is the beginning of a of an outstanding career that Michaela Cole is going to have. Yeah, I mean, this this gets brings you right, you know, into also. It's funny because we go from who I think is the biggest winner to, in my mind, the biggest loser of the night is the person who gave the speech directly before her who is scott frank because scott frank scott frank yeah. from the queen's gambit uh he won for best director of a, a limited series he gave uh he gave a very long speech like a very long speech he got up to the stage for winning best director of a limited series okay just one award and he decides that he is going to he told them to like stop the music stop the timer he he's like this is embarrassing guys stop it i'm not gonna follow that okay and like you some people can do that like uh what's her name did it uh, during her right at the very beginning uh 
Debbie Allen did that at the beginning of her yeah. recognition, which is which is like okay because it's they're recognizing and honoring her, and she's like, I'm not following a timer. I'm just going to talk about mm-hmm. all these things I'm doing for everybody and just be a, you know an incredible human being. But he gets up there, wins an award, and is like, no, no, guys. Like, and he also said it with such disdain for the fact that people were playing him off, yeah, like they haven't played off everybody else, you know. And I was like, dude, you're you're overstaying your welcome. And he did it like three times. It was three times. It was, it was, and it was, and it's not that it was a long speech. It was that it just, it was a bad speech. If you're going to read an essay, because he was reading literally an essay, um, at least let it be heartfelt or let it be, but it was a bad speech. Plus it was long. It was, it was really long, which was beyond annoying. And it was self-important. He's like, I, I, I'm, I'm very important here. Let me speak. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, like, you're not you're not and then and then especially the best thing about that speech is that right after Michaela Cole wins and she's like delivers the best speech of the night that took maybe less than 20 seconds yeah it was one of the shortest and one of the best and then you look at it and then immediately Scott Frank just looks like an asshole yep absolutely it was it was just so so good it was so yeah that was that was bad and then their speech for best limited series wasn't good either it was they they gave Queen's Gambit gave bad speeches yeah, it was kind of awkward. It was like, thank mm-hmm. you for making chess sexy. Sexy and like, again. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is weird. Thank you uh, for felt- bringing the sexy to chess. That's what it was or something yeah. like that. It was like Ugh. awkward. And I was like, this it was is awkward. cringy. There's a, um, a gif going on around. Um, one of the actresses from the show who plays um, Harmon's best best friend behind him. <laughs> she's like talking to Wanda Taylor Joy. And you can see her, her mouth like, is this guy for real? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's it's all over twitter it was like so funny so funny yeah are there any other losers of the night you'd say um i'm gonna say uh i don't know if if they're the loser i'm gonna say we are the losers because the crown won so much yeah i think <laughs> if you if you don't watch a lot of television and you tune into the Emmys, you would think that there's only four shows on television right now. Yeah. Queen's Gambit, no, five. Queen's Gambit, Mayor of Easttown, Ted Lasso, and The Crown, four. I think, um, and Hacks, five. Those are the only shows that you think are on TV. I, I'm not, I love The Crown. You know Kayla and I rave about The Crown. We love the show. I love this season. I love that it won so much, but I also hated that it won so much. I think in an era where I think we're in peak television, where there's so much content, so great content, um, it's tough seeing one show run the board um, yeah. and, and see so many shows that I do think are deserving of specific categories just be forgotten. So I do think that is a, a disservice to the shows, the networks, and us as viewers because there's so much content out there that deserves recognition. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, that's definitely a good point. I think there's so many things that just didn't perform well. I mean, you have things like Lovecraft Country that got nominated a bunch, didn't win any awards. I mean, I didn't watch Lovecraft Country. I wasn't mm-hmm. interested. WandaVision was nominated. WandaVision. That's one of the biggest losers of the night. I'm sorry, but WandaVision yeah. had the record for the most nominee nominations um, for this year's Emmys. It didn't win anything in the main ceremony. It only won three last week. Um, it loses for the presumed, who was the presumed frontrunner in supporting actress for Katherine Hahn. She loses. Um, so it was really, yeah, WandaVision... It's it, it, it was one of the big losers. I think that shows that the Academy is okay with giving genre shows because same thing happened with Lovecraft. Mandalorian didn't win anything in the main show. I think they're, unless you're Game of Thrones, I think they're okay with nominating you. I still think the genre bias is real. And I don't think they are ready to reward horror shows, superhero shows, sci-fi shows as much as we thought they were ready to do. Yeah, we're, I don't think we're at that point yet. Unless you're, Just like, I think the Academy is going to be similar to that. I don't think we're quite there yet. With, I mean, no, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. I think superhero, superhero stuff, we're not ready to award yet. Yeah. Apart from playing the Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That. I think with, that, with I think that's a, yeah. the way WandaVision lost. I think that puts Loki for next year in a precarious situation um, for the Emmys. So we'll see. But yeah, it, it sucks. I do think. I love WandaVision. It's been my favorite Marvel show. And I do think the show was worthy of more recognition that it got. Um, 
and it sucks that you know they're superheroes in latex so we're not gonna reward them i think that it's kind of dumb but yeah unfortunately one division was one of the big losers of the night should i be watching hacks um it's like it won a bunch of awards like it won a ton of awards and i'm like yes. i've never watched this show before yes it won writing directing and lead actress in a comedy I've never heard anybody talk about it ever. I've never heard anybody be like, "Hey guys, check out Hacks. It's yeah. really good." I've never heard that. So, I I watching it. <laughs> I I love it. Um, it's very draw. Do you like Frasier or Seinfeld? Yeah, sure. I don't, I didn't watch Frasier, but it it's very that. Um, did you ever watch? I don't think you ever watched Veep either. No. So it's very that. It's very a dark black comedy, adult dry humor. Um. I think it's I think Jean Smart is fantastic in it. She also for me gave one of the best speeches of the night, you know, starting with the death of her husband a few months ago. That yeah. was beautiful. Um, it's good. Give it a shot. I loved it. I think I, I like dry adult humor. Um, and I think you would like that, too, because you you and I, you also have yeah. like sometimes that dry humor. But yeah, give it a shot. I think it's good. It's really it's, it's an HBO show. So it's really well done. Um, I mean, it want writing and directing. So, you know, it's well done. Um, but yeah, it's good. Give it a shot. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. <laughs> so that, that kind of brings me to my next point is like the award shows have, have caught a lot of heat lately because they keep rewarding shows or even movies that really no one has seen. But people are being told like these are important and, you know, they're really good, but people just don't see them. And as a result, people aren't responding to them like they don't care about award shows. Like think about the Oscars, you know, Nomadland, no, nobody cares. Nobody has seen nope, them to this day. Nope. Yeah, nobody cares, right? So, so why should we watch them? Like, why do do people care? Should we be watching these shows? Do they matter? Like, ultimately, like, if nobody sees the movies, do they really matter? Like, didn't the artist win? Yeah, the artist did you know, win. I, I don't. I've never seen it. Should, do do they do these things matter sometimes? Like, is that a problem that we're running into? Like, why they're becoming less and less popular? You know, I think this is a conversation that's been had for years. I do think that it all depends because I remember in 2008, a little show called Breaking Bad got into the Emmys and it won for Best Actor. Nobody had seen that show. Nobody knew what Breaking Bad was. And then it wins and it starts getting popular and people discover it. So I do think awards have the potential to make people discover things. I don't think awards are only to reward the best of the year, but also to make people discover things. Um, like, I don't know, you, for an example, you're asking me if I should watch hacks. I'm like, you know, give it a shot. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you don't. But I also know that people are pissed at award shows because they, they see them as pretentious because they award Nomadland. They award these weird movies and shows that nobody has seen like hacks case in point veep that i also mentioned a few minutes ago veep has one of the lowest ratings in hbo history and it won comedy series like three times julia louis dreyfus won six emmys for that i don't know i think it's you know it's it's weird i i know the emmys had a little bit of a bump in ratings this year yeah 25 percent increase over last year I'm going to be really honest. I credit that bump to things like Ted Lasso and WandaVision because those are popular shows that people wanted to see. You know, I don't think you can't tell me that a lot of Marvel fans decided to put the Emmys just to see if WandaVision was going to win. I think that's just a reality. Um, so, you know, it's a it's it's a, uh, it's an ongoing conversation. I think award shows are good to reward, but they're also good to discover things. I mean, I think there's we're entering into a weird zone with award shows because especially even like the Emmys, you're entering into things that are not popular, but they're done for like prestige. Mm -hmm. You know, the same thing happens with the uh, with the Oscars. I mean, we used to have popular movies, like really popular movies. Lord of the Rings, Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly like the most popular movie of the year. That's the movie that people are watching the Oscars like, oh, is this going to win? You know, and now it's coming into things like, you know, movies that people don't see, like 1917, almost won. Parasite, a foreign film, won Best Picture. You know, mm -hmm. not, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Parasite is an absolutely phenomenal movie. Absolute, no doubt. But nobody saw it before that. People didn't mm -hmm. know about these movies. And same thing with these TV shows. You know, these aren't the most popular shows on TV sometimes like if you really if you really look down at the numbers these are not the most watched shows think about like veep when veep ended 
right? They have like this big tribute to Veep on the mm-hmm. Emmys, right? This same year, um, the Big Bang Theory ended. They didn't even tell say anything about the Big Bang Theory. Now, the Big Bang Theory, like it or hate that show, one of the that most show watched, was watched by shows. you know millions of people, like millions and millions of people were watching that show. So there are millions of people who are not who are watching like other shows that are just not being talked about at all. And I think that's one of the things that, that hurts some of these ratings. But you know, I I do kind of get what you're saying. I, I think that these there there are stuff that is important, and we need to reward some of these things and talk about some of these shows and like definitely say like I mean the movies that we're talking about and we're excited about for the Oscars, right? I think people do need to know about them and talk about them mm-hmm. and see them. Like you know, people are going to have to go see the French dispatch or, you know, we want to make sure that we reward movies like that or like Macbeth, these things where we have brilliant performances put in where we're going to have people be really successful at this and like encourage people to go see these different movies and not just go see other great movies like Godzilla versus Kong. But you know, there are other things that can broaden people's horizons. And I think that's also really important to do. So well, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that there. Yeah, I think it's also hit or miss, specifically for the Emmys. I think the Emmys has more variety when it comes to yeah. like popular shows versus artsy shows. Because, you know, Hacks is a really artsy V, Breaking Bad when it started. But then you have things last year. Uh, last year is a perfect example. You have Succession, which unless you watch HBO and you like prestige shows, nobody has seen Succession when it won last year. But then you have on the comedy side, Shit's Creek, which was number one on Netflix for months. And then this year you have something like, you, this year I would say is a good year of popular examples because yeah. we have Ted Lasso, WandaVision, um, Queen's Gambit. You know, that was a hit when it came yeah. out. Queen's Gambit feels like it came out like five years ago, but it, when it came out, it was, you know, number one. So I do think the Emmys has, does a better job um, at mixing things up with popularity versus artsy. I think that's, um, that's a good point you make right there because you said these shows are really popular. They are actually quite popular. I mean, I think The Crown is very popular. The Crown, yeah. Watch that. You mentioned that to like people and they'll be like, oh, I know what The Crown is. Or, I've heard yeah. of Ted Lasso. They know of these things at least. Mm-hmm. It's not like last year where they're like, wait, what, no, Nomadland? What is, what is that? <laughs> well, know, yeah, and you, go to uh, Emmy we Succession. Did... People were like, what's Succession? Yeah, but like, even, what is that show? Thinking about like our even our our list of like movies that came out last year when we were talking about the ten best movies and we had uh, people vote on it, people were like I only saw like two of them mm-hmm. out of the ten. And I'm like that's pretty significant, you know. Like, yeah. so to see to see these things like with more popular things, I think putting in more popular movies is a good way to do it. Just even nominating them, expanding it back up, and I mean the Emmys is great because they have an expanded core of people they can nominate. So I think that really works, but. I mean, are are award shows back? Do you think they're starting to? I don't. I'm just like the box office. I'm still not ready to say that everything is back, um, full on. But I do think there's the potential for them to be on a good trajectory towards being back full on. I don't think we're ever going to get them the way they were 100 percent though. Oh, I mean, I don't think we'll go back to like 10 years ago. There's no way we're going back to like the 2008 Oscars. That, that 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 level of ratings is never yeah. coming back ever yeah. but or 2014 which was ellen which were like the second highest in history yeah you know like i don't that's never happening no. but the oscars are never gonna get back to like titanic which is number one 40 plus million people watching them that's never gonna happen again no ever but i think i think if you add in if you get those popular movies in there you know if, if you get something like dune or mm-hmm. the matrix you know, or a Marvel movie back in there. I think that'll that'll pique people's interests. That'll yeah. get the people in the in the door. I think. Yeah. I think it could be really interesting uh, to see what happens. I mean, this had some really popular TV shows. I can't think of more popular TV shows than currently Ted Lasso and The Crown. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I really yeah, you know, and and you have there. those are popular shows, and then you have shows that capture the sight guys when they come out. You have Mandalorian, which when when it was airing was all Luke Skywalker and that finale and Baby Yoda. WandaVision just became an event. Um, you know, we have been mentioning the Oscars for the last few minutes. The the intention with that expanded Best Picture lineup was to bring in more popular movies, and we all know that the opposite occurred. It's just brought in more artsy independent films that nobody has watched. And then you have people complaining. Um, 
meaning the academy that the ratings are going down, but you're like, you expanded this for this reason, but then you're doing the exact opposite. It's tricky. It's tricky, but I'm with you. I, I, I would love to see the blockbusters return to the Oscars. You know, the 90s is a perfect example where we had Forrest Gump win Best Picture, Titanic, Shakespeare in Love, Silence of the Lambs, Schindler's List, these popular movies that everybody saw. And now you have, again, Nomadland. You have, um, oh my God, the one that beat uh, Avatar, Hurt Locker, which is still the lowest money-making movie to ever win Best Picture. Nobody has seen the Hurt Locker in this this planet. Um, But, you know, I, I, I hope that we get something I hope the pretentiousness leaves a little bit and it's okay to nominate, I don't know, Dune, maybe the Eternals. What if Chloe Zhao does a phenomenal Marvel movie and she gets in for the Eternals and, and whatever. It's it's okay to do that. I just want people to have fun. I want people to have fun and be like, oh my God, I want to see these movies be at the Oscars. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's what I want to see. You know, that's why I think back to 2008 because I think that was the Hugh Jackman year. That was the Hugh Jackman year. And it was just, it, he had The Dark fun. Knight. It was, yeah, the, he, his opening monologue was just fun. He was dancing, he was singing, he was doing doing the Dark Knight stuff. Like it's a great, great time, and I think that's what people want. And I think this show started off really fun. You know, I thought it was really cool the the Emmy starting off with uh, just a friend and that that cool like like rendition of it across the thing. I thought that was fun, and I just was I thought it was fun just being back and watching something quite fun. Mm-hmm. If people have fun watching it people enjoy it the winners are fun the shows are fun i think we'll be in for a good award season i think this is a good start we have a lot of hope for the award seasons we love you and i love this our podcast will love awards so (laughs) we're gonna keep talking about it so uh i hope it's good i really do yeah and yeah we'll see what happens um it's gonna be an interesting award season um especially without the globes i still want to see what takes their place i think critics Um, will take that place I think so too. I'm thinking I'm betting on critics. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be a good award season. Oscars are coming up. I already started seeing a few of the Oscar movies um, like Tammy Faye and stuff like that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be an unpredictable year. I think it's going to be a loaded year. I think if last year had us biting our nails with best actress, this year is going to be insane. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. For sure. And with that, we're probably going to end right there. Hi, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week with some more great content. See ya.